Yeah, I saw that, was, we were talking about pumpernickel. Mm-hmm. What do Jenny you usually eat for breakfast? Okay, I usually, there's like two options. <clears throat> Either I'm going to do oatmeal with like some berries yeah. and some, I don't know, chia seeds or something that's allegedly good for you. Um, or eggs with some vegetables like an nice. avocado, tomatoes. That's sort of my my whole repertoire, my whole breakfast repertoire. And you make it every day? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, it's actually very strange that I didn't have breakfast today. Like I'm... Ooh, I love breakfast. Yeah, it's my favorite me, meal. Me too. Like by far. Why does no one else, do you find that, like this, I find this to be not relatable. I People, literally wake up excited to eat breakfast. Th- th- same, <laughs> same. Oh, finally. Okay, great. So this is the show. <laughs> wow. Welcome to Female Intern. Um, oh my gosh, thanks for having me. You're so welcome. Um, the yeah, this is a it's an interview podcast. Um, I basically just wanted to want to have want to hang out one on one with cool. you and ask you a lot of questions. Yeah. You can totally ask me questions. I don't want anyone to feel like um, they have to reveal all their secrets, and I'm just here keeping mine. Okay. Um, but good to know. Yeah, today's guest is. Can you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Jenna Sheraton. Hey Jenna. Um, hey. <laughs> Jenna is I I met you quite a long time ago I guess at this point. Yeah. Um because Jenna's kind of a pillar of the of the comedy community <laughs> hosting hosting too many shows. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh just a mic. I've been hosting an open mic uh in Bushwick for a while. Yeah. So. Hell yeah. yeah. Oh, it's great. Well, thanks for coming on and doing the show. Yeah. I'm excited yeah. to be here. Cool. Have you ever, have you, do you, do you do podcasts much? I did one podcast before. So this is my second podcast ever. Okay. Um, but that podcast was like, uh, it was about the Super Smash Bros cinematic universe. And Whoa. I had to like, they like gave me an assignment. And I had to like come up with like a pitch about Are, Wario. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wario. It's my friends from college. They, I don't know if they still do it, but it was a fun podcast. Okay. Yeah. Are you, is Super Mario, is that, is that part of your life? Is that a big part of your life? No, no. Oh, it was just for that all. podcast. Yeah. I oh, don't really okay. play video games, but they, they, I guess I wanted like a noob to do, like to do it. I okay. Don't know. You don't play video games. Me neither. Yeah. What, what do you, what do you like to do hmm. for fun? It's a or good for question. work or for, I don't know. Yeah, I like to, I take walks. Mm. I take really long walks. Yeah. And. Are they like a, at like a set time of day? Usually at night, but sometimes in the morning on the weekends, but I work like in person every day, so I can't like mm. walk during them. What is weekdays. it? What do you do for work? Um, I work, like I do bookkeeping for um, a small business that sells upholstery supplies. Mm. So it's like foam and like um, Ooh, glue, foam and glue, yeah, and tufting. That's twine. my shit. <gasps> tufting twine. Yeah, you know, Damn. you know tufting twine. <laughs> oh, you know. If you know, you know. You know, if you know. You know tufting. Oh twine. my god, do you have a passion for furniture? No, I really ended up with this job so randomly. Um, are you are you from around here? No, I'm from Florida. Oh yes, the Kate. Did you do the Casey Anthony show? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And for anyone listening who's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Um, bunch of comics from Florida. 
put together mm-hmm. a show called Kathy, Casey Anthony Presents. <laughs> yeah. And it was a good time. Amazing name. Did well, you do I, it? I only went to one. Um, I just went like as an audience oh, member right. when it was at BCC, um, Brooklyn Comedy Collective. Is that what it stands for? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Um, but yeah. Ooh, Florida. What a crazy town. Yeah. Do you miss Florida? Um, not really. I'm from South Florida, so it's like very different than the rest of the state. Mm. Um, but no, I don't. I prefer it here like much, much more. Um, but there's some nice things about it, like obviously the weather and like South Florida is really diverse. So, mm. um, that's kind of nice. Like I know like people who grew up in like Middle Florida, like had a very different experience. It's like more Southern or whatever. Mm. Yeah, I don't. I don't know really. Like the I don't know Florida politics. I know Florida's kind of kooky. That's sort of yeah. all I know. Mm-hmm. But what's South? What cities are in South Florida? Uh, or did so, Did you grow up in a city or near a city? I grew up like not that far from Fort Lauderdale. Okay, um, but my town was called Plantation. Oh, I feel like I actually know people from Plantation, Florida. <clears throat> which LOL. oh really? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of, it's pretty big, but just, yeah, I didn't know, like, that was, like, a problematic name until I moved to New York and people were like, Excuse where me? are you from? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so now I say Fort Lauderdale. Um, oh, nice. You've <laughs> you've adapted. Yeah. Oh, wow. Ooh, so how long have you been in New York? I've been here, like, seven years. Wow. And you're from New York, right? I'm from northern New Jersey, but, like, very close by here. We're okay. from the part of New Jersey where, like, we just say we're like from the New York area. Wow. We have no state pride. And you grew up like modern Orthodox. I did. Wow. Are you familiar with what that is? Yeah. Ooh. Mm-hmm. How? How? So? How? <laughs> I dated someone in college who was modern Orthodox. Ooh. What was that like? It was interesting. Um, oh my god! I want to know everything. Yeah. They're they're they were from. Uh, New Rochelle. Yep. Yeah. So I guess there's like a big community. Got there. cousins there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, their family was just really like they kept kosher, like really serious about like Shabbos, mm-hmm. um, <gasps> things like that. Shabbos. And I'd never like experienced that really because um, I grew up reform Jew. Mm. So yeah, um, that's like really chill. Yeah, it's like extremely chill. That's like let's have lobster at the bat mitzvah. Yeah. If we have a bat mitzvah, <laughs> I've been trying to work on a bit about this, but I say like how like observing shabbat for reformed jews is like observing hakuna matata (laughs) yeah it's so it's just about like chillaxing oh my god hell yeah (laughs) Ooh, that's so funny oh my god did was the person that you were dating um were they like were they observant were they modern orthodox as well Um, or just their family no they were like kind of in an atheist phase (laughs) oh yeah yeah you caught them in their phase Mm -hmm. okay whoa i'm one i'm curious if it like i don't know if the like religious i don't know if anything about it i don't know brought any brought anything into the into the relationship if it like got in the way or if it just sort of didn't play a big much of a big part yeah Hmm. it was not a great relationship like it actually was a um yeah not a bad not a good not a good relationship but um I don't know. I'm sure it definitely affected some stuff. He just like was very like very black and white thinker. So I, I feel like mm. people who are grow up religious feel that way about stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And did he, so yeah, did religion, I don't know. It sounds like religion wasn't a huge part of your life growing up. 
Yeah, no, not at all. I was bar mitzvah though. Cool. Or b'nai mitzvah because I'm cool. a twin. Oh, you're a twin? Yeah, I have a twin brother. <gasps> Whoa. Yeah. Is he in Florida? Uh, Yeah. My whole family is still in Florida. I'm the only one that Whoa. flew the... Flew the coop. Whoa. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Are you and your twin brother close? Uh, we were as kids. Now we're not really. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. My whole family, like, uh, we just have different, like, my family are, they're all Republicans. Which, oh, whatever. I, I still love them, but yeah, they have yeah. certain opinions about stuff that I disagree with, but I don't know. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I have a similar. Uh, similar similar situation. I don't know that anyone in my family is like a registered Republican, but Fox News is always on in the house. So oh yeah, my I'm dad like, well, is, really is obsessed with Tucker. Tucker, they yeah. love Tucker. Tucker, love Tucker so puts much. my mom to sleep, and I'm like, that's insane that you don't. And she actually does kind of have insomnia, and I'm like, well, now that I think about it, it's probably Tucker, man. Yeah, how could you sleep? How could that? you sleep after he's like, oh my god? But yeah, Tucker, they love him. But yeah. Okay, so it wasn't a good relationship. Yeah. How come? Um Yeah, I guess like I this is like was a relationship that really like kind of uh it was such a formative experience for me, so it's mm. like just a big part of who I am, but it's yeah. like I don't know. I feel like all so many women have stories just about like, you know, being in like shitty toxic relationships that like, you know. Mm -hmm. Um change who you are kind yeah. Of. yeah i'm curious like what changed or like what you learned if you're if you're open to talking about it yeah um it's like hmm. i don't know have you ever been like in like any kind of like abusive situations before i think so yeah i mean it just changes who you are right yeah. like it's just um and the way that you're able to like connect with people and stuff yeah um, and it can take like years to um mm-hmm a lifetime to work through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It took a yeah. really long time. Um, yeah. I guess it affected me in, in like a way where I like became much, I'm I'm already pretty like a, a shy person and mm. I've struggled with that my whole life. But mm. especially with that relationship, I like kind of um, came out of it much shyer and like oh, wow. whatever. So I've had to work through that over yeah. the years, but that's okay how yeah how do you how how does how do you work through that yeah um so yeah social anxiety has been like a huge like uh part of my like like uh life struggles mm -hmm. i guess so i've like i've honestly tried out a lot of different therapies for it mm. like i've done um group therapy mm -hmm. uh what else have i done I was in a clinical trial Ooh. for like a medicine that didn't really work. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Great. I read like so many books about being shy. It's like, yeah. Um, what else? I guess, I mean, and just like traditional talk therapy and stuff. Yeah. Um, Are, I mean, group therapy, talk therapy, like is, have you found any of it effective or um, they're like helpful in any kind of way, even if it's not just like the key to unlocking something? um talk therapy now i'm like i don't know i'd be curious to hear what you think about talk ther therapy also because i feel like i've been once you've been doing it for a while like it was helpful at first just to like talk mm -hmm. like for a long period of time because that was really challenging for me for a while yeah and like especially about like um 
vulnerable subjects, mm-hmm. but then it's like you have to to get a good therapist. It's like really expensive, mm-hmm. and like there's so many duds out there. Like better help yeah. is can be kind of shitty. Yeah. Um, also, yeah. I think I'm getting a coffee delivery oh. at this very opportune moment. Hi. Thank you, Page Boy. That's right. Do you want to plug your podcast? S&D, S&D Podcast, <laughs> uh, YouTube, and all uh, platforms. Okay, good night. Yeah, I'm glad you whispered it. Okay, bye. Thank you. I actually love ASMR. <laughs> Do you really? Yeah. I, I want to, yeah. Ooh, I want to hear about it. Do you do you like ASMR? I I don't seek it out, but I do like if it's on, I'm just like, ooh, this is nice. Like yeah, there's yeah. something it's like an it's one of those like, ooh, oddly satisfying things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's the what is how is ASMR in your life? I've been watching ASMR since I was in sixth grade. Mm. If you can believe that, it's pretty That's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah, and no one knew what it was, and I was yeah. like, "This is my dirty little oh my secret." God, you're like a pioneer. <gasps> but now it's like a household name. So, oh my god, um, were you listening to it? Like, like what? What did it do for you? Was it? Were you there for like, ooh, this is erotic in a confusing way, and I'm I'm twelve, or like, ooh, this sounds comforting, like. Yeah, it wasn't erotic to me, but that's why I was worried about people knowing about it. Because I'm like, people are going to think this is sexual, but it's really mm. not. It's like, it's sensual, yeah. which is different. <laughs> it's then, um... different, you guys. <laughs> I'm all, I love, I love, I love sensual. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to be sensual. Absolutely. Yes, being sensual is really important. Um, yeah. And it gives you like what's called like tingles or whatever. So, yeah. yeah. Do you get tingles? I think so. Like, yeah. even just thinking about the like, Mm-hmm. I'm just like, Ugh, I have goosebumps. <laughs> yeah. But it's cool. Ooh, yeah. ASMR. Okay, so you were like, wow. That reminds me of um, in college, I listened to Lord on Spotify. And like, they didn't, they weren't doing Spotify wrapped yet, but they did have like some stats. And they were like, you're, you're in the 0.01% of people who, like first people who've listened to Lord. Wow. That's the only cool thing about me. So that is really keep cool. Telling that. Yeah. Her first album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't even Obviously. know what the other <laughs> albums are. I don't even know. She's still making music. <laughs> I yeah. Have no, idea. no, do you know Momo? Yeah. Momo loves Lord. And I just think that's so funny and sweet. Yeah. That's I guess I don't really know him that well, but I wouldn't suspect that he would like. Lord. I know. I feel like yeah. I don't. I don't. And Bonnie Vare. He's <laughs> he's a white girl on the inside. <laughs> That's funny. I love Lord actually. Lord's too. great. I yeah. mean, talented little motherfucker. I don't know why I just called her a motherfucker. She's a she's she's a force. Yeah. That was kind of don't an insulting call her that. word. Just I'm not gonna call her that. Yeah. Um, Lord, I take it back. That was actually rude. I may I might bleep that out. I've never bleeped anything out of this podcast before, but wow, it's first for everything. Yes, on my episode, I want there to be bleeps. Yes. Oh my god, <laughs> Jenna. Like there, just gonna you're just gonna random bleep. Oh my god. Wait, but so so can you so keep talking about talk therapy? Oh yeah. So I don't really believe in it now. Unless like I suddenly come like I'm able to afford like a really good one because I just feel like I just know like how reflective listening works. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to be like, oh, that sounds adjective, adjective, you know, yeah. so I just like I know what they're doing and I feel like they have to be like they have to really um, know their stuff to like help um, yeah. surprise me at this point. I don't know. Yeah. 
Yeah, to like actually sh- get you out of your your own patterns, to like get you out of the like, oh, you think you're smarter than talk therapy? Like, yeah, because there is a formula. Yeah, there it's is. It's really easy to. Yeah, I've I've seen a number of therapists, and a lot of them, it was like I would show up, and I'd be like, "Do I even have anything to talk about this week?" Mm-hmm. Like, they're not, they don't ask good questions. <laughs> like, yeah, they, I just don't know. Is this helping? Like, I know it's good to talk, but but I feel really lucky. I have a therapist now who's really excellent. Really, because wow. I have um I have Medicaid, and so I my nice. like psychiatric my psychiatric uh. Like my my mental health, basically, I do I do it through. I started it through through Kings County Hospital, okay. um, and so because it's public um, and it's a it's a teaching hospital. If you do like talk therapy with a um, with a with a resident, it's free. So they're students. Oh. So like the last guy, the the last therapist I had, I was kind of like, nah, I don't, you're not great. But this one, shout out Connor, uh, not not this CEO <laughs> Connor, but um, different Connor. So many Connors in wow. my life. You're um, seeing a man. I'm seeing a man. Whoa, what's yeah. that like? I, in my adult life, I've only seen male therapists. Interesting. There's been about four. Um, yeah, one before law school, one during law school, the first resident, and now Connor. Okay. Um, yeah. Wow. When I was a kid and my parents got divorced, they put me in therapy for a couple of years, but then they were like, this is expensive, and then I felt bad, so I was like, okay, I'll, I'll stop this. <laughs> um, those were all women. Um, I didn't really think much of it, but yeah, the the therapist I see now, he's he's just really... He's really smart. I feel like he's a person who like calls kind of like calls bullshit, okay. you know, where he sees it. Yeah. And like he'll kind of like raise his if I say something that's like really self-deprecating, he'll like raise his eyebrows and be like, mm-hmm. Is that and is that real? And then I'm like, okay, you're right. Sorry. <laughs> I'm doing my thing again where I'm hateful, directing anger at myself. I just feel like I've grown a lot with this particular therapist because he yeah, I don't know. It, it feels like, oh, you're not, you're not bored. You're like, listen, you're a good active listener. Yeah, that's really also when they're they know you enough to like call you out. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that's kind of rare. I feel like I've had therapists that are just like too nice or like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's not comforting. Yeah, when you're too nice. I and mean, then I've like, had therapists that are too mean. Ooh. So it's it's hard to find Ooh, one. That's in what the was middle. that like? She was just like. Yeah, I actually was talking about this the other day. Um, she was like a, a weird therapist because she actually helped me a lot. But then like uh, she also would be like apologize to me sometimes because she's like, I'm giving to you, advice to you as if I'm your mom and not your therapist. And she'd be like, I'm sorry for that. Mm. And that happened a couple times where she was like kind of treating me like her daughter or something. Yikes. And then at one point she was like told me something and I had to stop seeing her because I was like, I can't see a therapist who thinks this way yeah um yeah and she said something that's also what's really scary about talk therapies is just like you don't even know who you're talking to i know for months on end i know yeah and then they can say something like that's crazy like this like she was like i had a friend that was like sexually assaulted um and it was a guy and like they were sharing a bed 
with mm. and he was sharing a bed with another guy mm-hmm. and that was like the circumstance and i told her about it and she was like well it's his fault because they shared a bed <gasps> that's that's really what she said no yeah yeah like, okay and i was pretty impressionable back then so i was like okay like maybe she's right like i just like yeah sometimes it's hard for me to like ha- like i was like 19 so it's hard for me to like have opinions on yeah. stuff or whatever uh, yeah yeah. Ooh, you should have seen my opinions at 19. <laughs> Scary time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Scary time. <laughs> like, bare, not even really out of the Republican years. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah, that's in, that's cra- that's wild yeah. to hear that at 19. So I just stopped seeing her, like, yeah. after that. Um, but, yeah, the 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 money barrier to there, it's, like, it's it's so, it's so cynical and, and like, so sad like i i it's very tragic Mm -hmm. um that's sort of and that's sort of it (laughs) pretty tragic state yeah it doesn't it literally it makes no sense but yeah that's just how it works that's how it is here in this greatest nation this greatest country on earth yeah it's really great here. Also, I've listened to a couple episodes, so I know stuff about Ooh, you. So I'm oh, not great. like, yeah, oh, that's oh. why. So do you do you remember which which episodes you've listened to? Like, I which listened guests? to Audrey's episode, Ooh. and I listened to uh, Ebon's episode. Oh, nice. Yeah. I want to say shout out Audrey. Um, there's an issue with the episode; it like cuts out at the end. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I need to fix that, and I didn't fix that this week. Um, but you know, guys, stay tuned. The rest of the episode is coming. Um, and Ebon, yeah, he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> he's great. Both he's great so episodes. fun to talk to. Yeah, yeah. He's they're a great both conversationalist. So. Yeah, they're both. both of them. I, I am so. I don't know. I'm so like impressed and I just like want to spend more time with both of those people. Yeah. Really everyone I've had on the show. I'm just like, yeah. I, yeah. My instincts are right. I do want to hang out with you. <laughs> That's sort of what this is. This is an audition to be my friend. Um, how many yes. personal things can you reveal to me? To <laughs> I'm an open book. Mm. No, I'm, I don't think anyone's ever described me as an open book. <laughs> I was going to say, are, are, are you? Are you? <laughs> I'm trying to be like a jar or like cracked open. <laughs> I'm trying to have the jacket open. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, is is being open. Okay, sounds like you identify as shy. Yeah. And yeah. so how do you warm up to people? Um, is there a process that you've like, no- or a pattern that you've noticed? Like at this point in knowing someone, I start to feel safe or like my, I, start to feel like it's okay to begin letting my guard down or is it just time i don't know i yeah i think about this all the time oh it's a really good question i don't know i think for me like i i need kind of like prolonged exposure to someone to to feel like regular um yeah. exposure to them to feel like comfortable being myself mm-hmm. but like what usually happens is like i can be myself around someone <laughs> it seem it sounds weird to be like be myself, but like no, no, I can be comfortable all. around people, like kind of like have one off experiences like in the very beginning, and then like I'll start to get more shy mm. as we keep hanging out, yeah. and then eventually I'll come out, come back out on the other side of that. But it's it's strange, and it's also different from person to person. Like yeah. some people, I'm like I don't know. Sometimes you just meet someone, you have weird chemistry with them, and you feel comfortable around them right away. Mm-hmm. Other times, people, you're like. For whatever reason, you're just extremely nervous around them. I don't know. I know. Sometimes I wonder if it's like a, if you can sense people's, like other people's like nervous system energy. Like, 
Because for a lot of people, they're just like in a very tense, like there's just lots of adrenaline, there's lots of cortisol, like they're they're just stressed or it's just that sort of energy. And like yeah. that makes me like I, I pick up on that. And like I've only recently realized that that's what I'm picking up on. I'm like, huh. oh, they're not at ease. And I can. I yeah, feel right. It. Do you, you think you can tell when other people are nervous? Not always, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like it's a it's it's body language, pace of speaking, eye, like where are they looking and right. just um that's the biggest thing with social anxiety too is that you're afraid that people are going to know that you're yeah. nervous and that makes it yeah. worse. Yeah. That's which it's just so fair. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, I know you know this, like you have permission to be however however you want to be. Um yeah, I want everyone to like feel safe and comfortable, but it's not a safe and comfortable world out there. Yeah, it's so not. it's not, especially if you had any kind of like, uh, like traumatic relationships that can really make it difficult to connect with people for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. Have you uh, struggled with like social anxiety or things like that at all? Yeah, for sure. I I think like not lately. I think when I I think going to law school was like a pretty I don't know, oh, like wow. a very big switch from in my personality. It's that's where I found myself. I think a lot of people find themselves in college, and yeah, um, that's not what that's. I was on my way. I started to be on my way, but um, going to grad school is where I was able to sort of like step into myself and be like, oh, I don't. I'm in this room full of lawyers. Like it's a job fair. Like I don't give a sh like I don't feel. I'm not gonna. I started to be able to practice like not allowing myself or not, I don't want to say not allowing, but yeah, I'll just like I can go to I feel like I can go to a party and kind of like stand by myself and just kind of look around and like mm -hmm. not feel like where's the bathroom? Like I need to yeah. I need to be not seen anymore. I I have it's not a it's not totally like that I'm I'm not impervious to social anxiety but I definitely I feel like I, I turned a page with it but yeah how so like why do you think it affected you or like what about being in law school helped you I think it was so the wrong environment for me okay so you were just out of your comfort zone the whole time yeah and wow. it just became like oh so it's my. kind of like exposure therapy yeah 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 I was like, oh, this is the world I think I'm supposed to live in, and I'm in fight or flight constantly. Mm. I do not like this. I, my friend, and then like that's where I became a little bit of like a stoner, and I was like, oh, this is way better. Okay, <laughs> why did no one tell me about marijuana pot drugs before? This is so, this is helpful. It's just like, it's literally helping me relax because I can't do that during the day in that environment. Wow. I'm so jealous that marijuana helps you that way. I, That's amazing. It feels like everyone I'm close to has the opposite feeling experience yeah. with 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 uh, with weed. They're like, "Oh, really? You relax? I become a paranoid." It's literally the worst. It's the scariest feeling ever. Yeah, like, it's that's, horrible. Erasing that's thoughts. So, yeah, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, I, I also have like a lot of friends that are like stoners too, and like they're it really helps them. Um, yeah, what's it like for you to hang out with stoners? I don't mind it at all. I don't really notice it unless mm. I guess, yeah, I don't really notice it anymore. It's just, okay. I mean, there's so many people that are always high, I feel like. Hmm. So how like, how often are you high? Um, 
It's like a night. I Usually nighttime. it's like a nighttime thing. Sometimes it's a daytime thing if I'm feeling like extremely dysregulated and I'm like, help me get out of this. Fe-. You know, if I'm if I'm not feeling like. um, Wow. I don't want to access my coping tools and like get out of this feeling of discomfort, you know, on my own. Let me just uh, let me take a little puff puff. So it'll really like take away your anxiety like you'll feel it. There are some there are some anxious feelings that still it, it's there are little bits of paranoia that what happens the the parent the way paranoia manifests itself for me when I get when I'm when I'm baked <laughs> um if 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 the floor is wood and you know there's like knots in wood yeah like I think they're roaches, and I like oh. I like I like flinch. I'm like, oh my god, oh no, okay, it's just the. Floor. Have you ever have you had a roach problem before? Yeah, I feel like that make that like damages your um not damages, but like yeah. you're just like on high alert. Oh yeah, your senses no, are like really. I'm the I, I live with one roommate. She's amazing, and I'm the only one who sees critters in our apartment, and I'm the one who like cannot deal with it. Like I, <laughs> I don't I I'm I'm hu- it's humiliating. Like I shriek. Like I don't want to be shrieking. I'm, I'm in the my thirties. Like I don't. It's a it's a mouse. It's a roach. Like I understand. I'm one hundred thousand times bigger than this thing. Yeah, I don't care. The guttural scream. Oh. Yeah, it's like that I make. It's like just yeah. It's my primal scream. Like I saw a mouse. <laughs> I I then realized I was I was I had jumped onto my chair like I wasn't even aware that I had done that like I was like oh how I'm on the chair now how did I even get here I need to calm down mice though I just had mice and it's I'm different now yeah. I'm different after having mice like yeah, it's I'm di- I'm hopefully we're on the we're on the out, but uh, I keep seeing them, and it's it oh, feels you had gross. them here. No, um, not in in my apartment where I live in Crown Heights. Oh, it's, okay, okay. It's a really disgust. It makes me feel gross. That's terrible. I'm like, so I'm sorry. I'm clean, you know. Like, yeah. I'm not a gross slob because they they shit like everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, what's this black sesame seed? Okay, great, <laughs> great. My it's home black is black rice. It's black rice. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Oh. Gross! Oh, gross! Uh, it's horrible. I'm so sorry to hear that. Yeah, I really, I just this just happened to me. I don't think I have anymore, but it's like ever since I've had mice, like every little, like I just Everything. notice, like I'm always thinking that I'm seeing roaches now. Oh, my yeah. senses are like really um on high alert. Yeah, it's, I'm just like there's there's intruders. <laughs> there's intruders. Yeah, <laughs> they're freaking tiny pests. Oh, <laughs> ooh, yeah. Ooh, I don't like it. How many have you seen? Well, I don't know if it's like one who's just like obsessed with me <laughs> or if I, I've only ever seen one out at a time. Okay. But a lot of times. Have you caught any? Um, I think a trap might have caught one and I'm going to. You're scared to look? I'm really scared to look. I'm going to ask my roommate to look. Okay. Is it the sticky traps? No, I tried those. These okay. mice are smart. They're like, huh, we're not falling for your tricks. Also, those are like horrific. Like, oh, my God. I, yeah. I can't. No, that would I be, don't. So, I want, that's traumatic to see it in the, the. Yeah, I want no part of that. I want no part of that. <sighs> but yeah, like someone came to close up all the holes in the wall, um, and like I saw her like putting all this like spray foamy stuff that like expands and yeah. then gets hard. And I then I was that. like, "Yes, I'm safe." And then literally the next day, saw a little guy, and I was like, "You little fucker!" So yeah, you probably just need to catch it, and then yeah, they they'll be gone. Yeah. 
All right, fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Oh, I love New York, but it's also so disgusting here. Yeah, it's so gross. It's like just gross. It's ew, 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 ew. How did we get onto roaches? Roaches, paranoia. Oh, weed. Weed. Okay. Yeah. 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 But it does help me, like, my body feels more relaxed. Okay. Yeah. Um, But I'm not, you know, sometimes I'll get a little freaked out. Like, what? But largely it helps me. It helps. It helps me calm down. But I I also, I don't want to, like, I don't want to become too, I'm already perhaps, too, like, too dependent on it. Yeah. Um, but I have, I have like, I feel like the last few years have made, since I started working as a doula, have like started to work really like um, intentionally to try to learn how to self-regulate. Um, like if I feel myself getting, like if I feel my heart rate, you know, accelerating or I, whatever, feel any kind of those sorts of symptoms. How I, do you regulate? Like through exercises and stuff? Um, through really deep breathing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know it's like the only way. You it's the gotta, only way yeah. and it's so annoying. I was trying to do a bit about it, how it's like half my job as a doula is like telling people to like take a deep breath, which feels so condescending. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I don't, I mean, I don't know about you. Like when someone tells me to take a deep breath, I'm like, how about you shut the fuck up? You think I didn't think of that already? Yeah. Oh, take a deep breath. Yeah, I'm not an idiot. <laughs> It's and then so it works. True. And then I'm like pissed. I'm pissed that it works. <laughs> but yeah, what about you? Um, yeah, well, with weed, I used to smoke a lot in college and then it just was it was ruining my life, <laughs> to say the least. Um, so I just stopped. How's, and then how? What was happening? Yeah, I would just get like really racing thoughts, like mm. obsessive thoughts, and then I would have them. Like, obviously, when I was high, and then I would have them when I they was sober, continue. too. Yeah. So it was oh, just, like, great. part of my personality. And then, like, with – I just don't need help being mute. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like yeah. – <laughs> like, like, I can do that all on my own. I don't need a substance to make me quieter. So it's, like, yeah. that wasn't helping me socialize at all. That's uh, so funny. Yeah. So I stopped. But then recently I was in LA and I bought these edibles that had really low THC mm. and I started taking them only at night. Mm -hmm. And I was having like a, like a normal, I didn't really think I was having like a crazy experience on them. But then lately I've noticed my thoughts have been very obsessive. Oh. Yeah. I've been having like obsessive thoughts. Okay. <laughs> have you ever had obsessive I thoughts? I have. I have. It's so horrible. It's, oh my God. It, <laughs> It's miserable. It's it's like so it's like such a cruel thing because it's like you have to you have to try to help yourself get out of it. But mm -hmm. it's like I didn't ask for this. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's I, like, I don't want to be thinking about this. I can't stress enough that I, I don't want to think about it. I but. can't stress enough how <laughs> unfun this is. Yeah. How this was not on my list. I don't want to be doing this. You don't want it. It's like, and now, and I have to be the one to get myself out of it. Fuck that. That's yeah. so, that's bullshit. How did you get, like, I don't know. I usually just have to wait for them to go away. But it's like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, usually some sort of sensory environment change mm -hmm. is one thing that can ameliorate, you know, like that can start to like lessen them. Like if I, um, Literally, I don't know if you have like one of these like essential oil diffusers, 
I put that on. I sort of like look at it for a while and I like smell lavender that or helps. whatever. Like that's quite nice. It feels kind of like, ooh, this little luxurious thing. Like it doesn't make the obsessive thought like – it doesn't help me because one part of my disease is like I'm I'm like oh I'm so smart I'm gonna logic my way out of the obsessive thoughts and like well let me just figure out every single outcome no yeah you're just going around and around and yeah it's like no yeah so it's like focusing on some like a different sense and trying to like not be 100 percent in my head um, yeah. is a helpful thing okay sometimes going for a walk like just the temperature change um, writing. I'll also write. I'll just write all the thoughts, and then Journaling I get helps and, and then I get tired. I'm like, oh, I'm so bored of these thoughts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get bored of these thoughts. Now I can like leave my apartment and like do something else, and not it just it's not as loud. Mm-hmm. But yeah, what about you? Yeah, I mean, journaling helps. Um, yeah, I don't have a. Uh, essential oil diffuser. I wish I did. Maybe I'll do that. Um, you get you get one for like eleven bucks. Yeah. I know that they run cheap these days, but mm-hmm. um, I don't know. To be honest, I don't know. I'm like, I just have to wait it out. But it's mm-hmm. like, sometimes it's like for like, actually the past like four days, it's been really bad for me. Like just yeah. all roads lead to the obsessive thoughts. So. Yeah. <laughs> Are there specific subjects that you find yourself obsessed? Yeah, like, I was going to ask you Obsessively thinking over? Um, yeah, it's usually like if any kind of like, f- if I have like a failure or like a rejection that can mm. trigger it or like, yeah. it's usually yeah. something like that, but it can, it's like been a lot of different things that it'll. Have you yeah. ever heard the phrase rejection is protection? No. My doula partner, Tina, one time said that. I don't know if Tina, if you're listening, I, I don't know if she like made that up herself or if someone said that to her but one time she said that i know like it rhymes so i'm more likely to just be like oh it's true yeah yeah <laughs> but that has been so so helpful for me in terms of because rejection also is it's your obsessive thought you it, have obsessive thoughts. yeah it, it's less so these days literally since rejection is protection became like a little a cute little mantra that i really like yeah um because I, I think about that and I'm like, oh, that is literally true. Like when an institution or an opportunity or a person rejects me, like I'm trying and like they they reject me. I'm that used to be like devastating. Mm-hmm. Like all I wanted to all I wanted was like external appro- like, you know, approval. That's yeah. sort of and, you know, thanks, mom. Right. Like that's <laughs> yeah. all that's that's what that comes from. I, yeah. I believe. Um <laughs> And yeah, the the rejection, like some a system or an institution or a person rejecting me, trying to reframe that as some as like a as a scenario that is actually protecting me has been really, really helpful, like materially helpful in helping me like exit those kinds of spirals. Interesting, yeah. Um it feels a little like Oh, yeah, right. But then no, I'm like, no, I really no, like those types of things. Actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if this person doesn't want to be with me, then yeah, then that is, I just want, I want to know that now. Right. That reminds me, I thought you were going to say rejection breeds obsession, oh. which is something I've heard on a podcast before. But that's a, that's a dumb rhyme. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. a rhyme that's fake. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, which I mean, it's true, obviously, because we're, we're both have we both have obsessive thoughts and we're rejected but um 
Yeah, I guess what she was trying to say is like, uh, yeah, when you're rejected by someone, it does like trigger your like fight or flight mm-hmm. fear response. Because oh, yeah. I guess like in the old days, if like someone rejected you or something rejected you, that could mean like life or death stakes, yeah. like from like the tribe or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But also, yeah, my friend said that it's like obsessive thoughts are your brain's like maladapted way of trying to protect you. Yes. Also, so. Yes. But it's like, yeah, by pushing like the pain button over and over again, I don't understand that. But yeah, it is. Yeah, it is kind of a, a form of protection. Have you I guess. read Have you read the book No Bad Parts? No. It might be something you might find it interesting. Okay. Um, it's a really interesting framework um, of understanding like different parts of ourselves well understanding ourselves as made up of different parts and trying to get to know the different parts one of the parts is the part that has obsessive thoughts and trying to like befriend it and be like hey hon like what are you why are you doing that like what's when did you start to do obsessive thoughts and why like what was the scenario and how did that protect us then okay and like how is this situation different do do you need to be doing do do we need to be that obsessive about this one? Is it okay if we take a break? Like to just be really, really kind to the part of yourself that whose instinct is to just go to that place. Yeah. Um, okay. No bad parts. Yeah. No I'll bad definitely parts. check that out. It's uh, yeah. I'm I'm. Into, I love that stuff. No. I'm yeah. into you know. I'm. I try. I'm. I'm not just like yeah. I'll read any self help book, but like I I want to understand myself better. Yeah. Me too. I, I read a lot of self help. I really, really do. Ooh. Do you have any favorites? Hmm. That's it's a. I don't mean to put you on the spot. No, no. I love talking about this. Um, Pima Children. Yes. Okay. Oh my God. Yes. You oh know who God. she is. Absolutely. Wow. No one ever knows. Oh my God. It's because you're talking to comics, probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my um, God. But, Absolutely. Yeah, Tara way- Brock. Are you a Tara Brock person? No. Oh, Jenna. About to change your life. <laughs> okay. About I feel to like I need change to write your life. Down. Okay. I'm gonna yeah. write these down. Okay. No bad parts in Tara Brock. Tara Brock. Okay, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do an impression of the beginning of her podcast. Okay, please. Okay. Welcome. We offer these podcasts freely, and your support really makes a difference. <laughs> okay, that's sort of the beginning of her podcast. But she's one of the. She she'll do like anywhere from like twenty minutes to an hour of just like. Just like talking to you, like really gently. It's like kind of like a guided meditation, and an, oh, and I also love. yeah. And I, it's like, damn, this shit works for me. Okay, for me, like I sometimes I get into phases where like getting to sleep is hard. Yeah, sometimes I'm like, wow, all I want to do is fall asleep, and I could fall asleep anywhere. But more more often, it's like laying in my bed horrifying me too with especially with the obsessive thoughts yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, i'll play i'll play her podcast i'll play tara brock and okay she, it's like it's so gentle it's so reasonable that's also what i like about it it's not just like a embrace your goddess yeah it's not like it doesn't feel like bullshit mm-hmm. i i don't believe it's bullshit Okay, I'm she, I'm gonna literally try that tonight. But like, she yes, please. Yeah. She she wrote a book called Radical Acceptance, which is also like a philosophy that has like really, like just very much changed how I how I treat myself. Self esteem is like uh, just such something 
it's so hard to have. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> it's so, so hard. It's just wild. Like since I since I basically accepted Tara Brock as my Lord and Savior. Yeah. That's like, me with Pima. <laughs> yeah. I I have changed. And like so many people like who meet me are just like or even like in stand up are just like, Yeah, you're like you're so confident. And I'm like, you guys don't even know. Like yeah. this shit is a it 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 was an act. It was like a it was practicing this, like, and it felt so inauthentic and so like I'm stupid. Like I I don't accept myself. Like mm-hmm. I have acne like whatever it is like and it like oh it's just been such a powerful mindset shift and I'm like no I am confident because like this is the body and the personality that I have this is it change it yeah this this is is it it. yeah so you how how have you struggled with like low self-esteem like what has that looked like for you well I think well like that's related to like rejection and like seeking external approval constantly um Wanting parent like wanting parents like you know verbal affirmation and approval and um and like you know understanding success as like being accepted by X Y Z institutions or X Y Z kind of career path, which then means that you're deserving of love. Exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like now, my mom is sort of accepting that I like do comedy, but now and so the way she's sort of coping with it is like, okay, well, so like you you need to get a better website, Danielle. Like I looked at all these other comedians; they have very professional websites. You oh, really need God. to get a better one, and because look, like you're so talented. Like you you should be on SNL, but you you need to get an agent and you like very. <laughs> Very much like looking at the institutions of comedy as like the 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 ways that you succeed. That sounds so to, stressful. I'm sorry. Yes, yeah. it's very. And I, like I know it's because she wants me to be safe and and secure and like, but but it's also it, it still sort of starts to reinforce this idea of like, ooh, better submit packets to these shows and like hope they like me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, I'm trying to find myself in these like, you know, basement Bushwick mics. Like, yeah, that's where I'm really eventually as I like, you know, maybe I, I'd like to, you know, try to participate in the institutions. But I, I literally feel the same. Like, I'm just trying to like um kind of track my own progress yeah. myself, yeah. not have like kind of external markers of like my success yet. I'm just yeah. not there yet. Um, yeah. yeah. Even with this podcast, like sometimes I find myself looking at like the anchor webs the app like the app that i used like to host it and i'm like what are the numbers what are the numbers and it's like i i don't i'm having a great time making this show that's all that matters yeah and (sighs) oof but yeah i think like the just seeking approval is and trying to move away from that and trying to reframe and understand like okay like parents like that's the world they that's the world that they've constructed for themselves that's how they understand love and like Mm -hmm. security but it makes me feel small and stressed and unsafe and unworthy so no thank you (laughs) so no thanks uh no thank you (laughs) similar to my relationship with sugar it's like so like no, I'm addicted to sugar. Yeah, no, I'm f- I, was, I was fully I like had to break up with it. Wow. I and I like I'm I'm not it's not a it's not a beautiful success story. Like we have relapses. It's we, so funny you're me. talking about this. I've been trying to quit it. Quit sugars. I feel oh like I have God. a really weird relationship. If you want to have like a accountability buddy. Like I really I would really benefit from that. But oh, wow. I like started noticing how I was behave how like how I acted with sugar. I was like I'm pretty sure this is what addicts are like. Like this is that's what this is. I'm like <laughs> 
planning my day. Like, when am I going to get my next yeah. snack? Yeah, and it's yeah. just <laughs> sugar's not the same as like rejection and approval. But the point, like something outside of me. But like, I think that's going to give me the sense of like, yeah, now I'm okay. But yeah, and yeah, and like you kind of um, get more into those types of addictions when you feel like rejected for like as a sense of as a way to like um, have a sense of control over your life. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, Control, like, oh, this soothes me. Mm -hmm. No. Like policing when I can have sugar. Yeah. 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 Like, oh, this is a treat. Actually, it hurts you. Like, Mm -hmm. there's just these, yeah, the the, like maladaptive, what did you call it? Maladaptive. Your brain's maladapted way of trying to protect you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah. What do you. Do you have a sense of like what kinds of events or interactions like motivate you to like, okay, I'm going to go read some Pema tonight or I'm going to like. Yeah. Because hmm. I find I'm, I'm, everything is kind of cyclical. I'm not just on this like beautiful linear trajectory to like radical self-acceptance. Like there, there, there's cycles of like acceptance and then falling back into something and then, you know, growing. But yeah, Absolutely. I don't know. Yeah, when I feel like myself like fall like uh on the edge of like despair, that's like when I'll like crack open Pima and like read mm-hmm. a chapter or two. The best time to read her is in the morning cuz she just like really reinforces that like pain is like you can't it's you can't avoid it. Mm-hmm. Like tragedy is awaiting you at any time. Yeah. Like you need to be present. Like yeah. and it's also like pain is transformative and like it makes you able to connect with people like on a a much deeper level because you're like more like in touch with like the universal suffering or whatever yeah and like looking at your pain that way like that really has changed like um my experience with feeling sad because you're like oh cool like I'm alive, you know, and like yeah. I can like relate to people more and like it's be bigger. there for people more. Yeah. yeah. It's just it it is bigger than the than the like specific pain point I'm feeling right now and like the pain point I'm feeling is valid mm-hmm. and it's part of a bigger thing. Like people go through it like there is yeah. some solidarity. There is comfort in that. Yeah. But yeah. I think seeing so many people go through childbirth and like experience very real pain that doesn't harm them. But like is still part of a pro- part of this process has been, yeah, very like very life changing, um, right? Why? Um, why? Um, well, I feel like for obvious reasons, but I want to hear you. Like, yeah, I mean, we're all like, I think a lot. Most of us are like scared of pain and want to yeah. avoid it. That's the whole thing that she talked. Like, yeah, you can't avoid pain, right? Yeah, and just trying to and like the way Western. Um, obstet- modern obstetrics like tries to deal I'm saying deal in quotation marks or like control this like the wild and natural process of childbirth one way is to try to eliminate the pain and it's like you, you can't fully eliminate the pain yeah. like life is pain like there is pain in and that's life. like with so many different like any oh, kind of yes. like process it's like there's going to be pain on the road yeah yeah um and right though at least in childbirth like the way t- my partner Tina and I always talk to our clients is like the in content in like contemporary culture when we talk about birth 
pain is like the villain of the story. Pain is your enemy. Like we got to squash it. Pain in, in every hospital room, there's this like um, whiteboard that's like, you know, patient's name, whatever, a lot of other stuff. And then there's this pain scale on the bottom of these like smiley faces from like really upset to like really happy. Yes, I've seen those. And just centering pain and like, how can we eliminate it? Like that's the main character of your birth story. It's like, no, no, no. Pain is present, yeah. but it's not the driver of this whole experience. It's one part that you can cope with. Obviously, when pain moves into a place of suffering, yeah, then we need to support you differently and try to ameliorate the suffering. But pain itself is not something that's going to... um like injure you mm -hmm. or, or harm you. It's not something that you have to run away from the way yes. that you're, you know, the way that we're like sort of implicitly taught to. Yeah, learning that you're not, it's okay, like it, that sometimes you're supposed to feel pain and it actually is like, means that you're doing something right is yeah. like, that was really important for me to learn. And like, it's not something to try to like get rid of or like push away. It's like, just feel it. Yeah. Like just survive it and be there with it and like touch it or whatever. Acknowledge yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the, we, I try to, yeah, the, to distinguish between pain and suffering. Yeah. Um, they are not equivalent. Sometimes there it's a big overlap. Yeah. But it's sometimes not, they're really hard to it's disentangle. Yeah, <laughs> real hard to disentangle, but it is possible. Mm -hmm. Um Yeah. And that's also like very similar with like um like the feelings of like being rejected and how like, ooh, it hurts. Yeah. Um But you did something, you know, you were brave and you like tried yeah. to take a risk and no risk, no reward. So. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But that's a yeah. That's like amazing that um uh like doula work is so incredible. Yeah, I I it feels really healing for me. Yeah. Like I I feel lucky that I someone like suggested it to me because like I didn't grow up knowing about it. I was like, yeah, lawyer, that sounds correct. Could not be less correct. It just couldn't. Yeah. Did you finish law school? I did. Wow, I even took the bar. Failed. Huge blessing. <laughs> oh my god, that's yeah. so interesting. When did you go to law school? 2016 to 2019. Wow. Yeah. Those Trump years. Yeah, my first year of law school, Trump got elected. And I was like, all right, something's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Sims not right. <laughs> but yeah. Did you study law like an undergrad or like was law? No. <laughs> this was just, I was doing like hardcore method acting to like be yeah, yeah. the daughter that I thought I was supposed to be. Dang. Ooh, I was so committed. Yeah. I'm a really good actor it turns out wow well i'm happy you're <laughs> yeah thank you i just really relate to that yeah obviously like just making decisions for other people yeah um, what are <laughs> when when what kinds of decisions do you think you made for other people or do you still have you stopped what are things you do for yourself say yeah, everything <laughs> that's a good question um i just think like in real like i've worked on this really a lot and i think i'm better but i think like uh, yeah, just like communicating needs and things like Ooh. that, or like it's like really difficult for me. Um, like yeah, in relationships oh with people, just kind of acquiescing to what they want. Because I'm like, I really feel like, oh, I want what they want because yeah. I want them. To yes, be. but then you're just like, no one wants to be with someone who has is not a person. Like you know, like <laughs> yeah. you have to have a personality. Like I would just lose my sense of self in like every single romantic relationship I've ever been in. Dude, I want to <laughs> hug you the same. This truly the same. 
Oh wow, yeah. The, yeah, the it's literally just a couple months ago, not even, I think that I it was like the first time I ever told somebody like, okay, no, no, this this is what I want and I think I need. I literally never said that before to a person I was with. I was just like, they can dictate the terms of the relationship. Yeah, like, I'm chill. I'm I let them like, set the tone and the pace. I'm, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll go, yeah, I'll go along with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, no, you. Well, your needs are more legit. I'll just sort of like do what you want. And then what? That's the worst idea of all time. Yeah. Um, have ha, Are you, have you been able to practice like saying what you do need or what you want? Or is it still kind of like you're still tr- trying to get to that? Um, yeah, I'm still trying to get to that, but I know how important it is to me and I really want to try it out. But I like with dating, like, so I had like this, like kind of traumatic experience in college. Mm -hmm. And then for like the last five years, I've only been dating like strangers on apps Mm -hmm. at like in casual relationships. Yeah. And then recently I've kind of opened myself up to like actually dating people I know in real life but then also those weren't really working out mm. but like yeah I haven't I've only been in like very like casual e relationships for the past like since I was 20 yeah two I'm 25 now mm-hmm. so um yeah I haven't had a time to like I haven't had really an opportunity to communicate what my needs, but I've been in so many casual relationships where I felt like I couldn't speak up or like yeah. I felt like paralyzed too. Yeah. Um, Cause you're like, Oh, it's, it's casual. Like it'll be like, I'm going to, yeah. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. No, I, Oh my gosh. I, I, I really feel for you. And like, yeah. I feel that I feel that a lot. I also for personally, I don't know if you find this like, just sort of internally deciding like, oh, th- this is casual. Like you you sort of lower the stakes of the relationship and then yeah. it's like, well, I'm not going to say what I need. Like I'm not going to ma- make a big deal about it because mm-hmm. it's like not going to – this isn't serious. It's yeah. never going to be serious. So you And I'm going to humiliate myself by making it seem like I think it's serious and then like, yeah, it's just mm-hmm. – uh, <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Humiliation, shame, embarrassment. That's like, my MO. Like that's all – that's all – that I'm filled was, with shame all the time. That was like, yeah. I I am really actively trying to like not live like that anymore. But it's like so ingrained. Yeah, it's so ingrained. It's like it it takes effort every single day. But yeah, like having needs so embarrassing. Yeah, so, so embarrassing. embarrassing. Oh. <laughs> And I would do this thing where I was like, I'm going to communicate my need later when I see them. I'm going to communicate it. And then I'd be like, in the moment, I wouldn't do it. Um, But yeah, talk about. So you said that you've started to do it. Yeah. I also started to practice doing that like with friends who who I know are safe, even though it feels really uncomfortable. Oh my god! Like my 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 roommate, who's like one of the strongest, safest, most like I know she's someone who deeply respects me. Even if she like we live together, obviously we're gonna do shit that like is annoying to each other. Like, and then I I always try to remember. I'm like, okay, one time I forgot to lock our door, and loud texted me, and she was like, hey dude, the door was unlocked. Can you please make an effort to like lock the door? There's like you know some some kooks sometimes in like on the, in the stairwell in our building yeah like, you know like a really reasonable request and immediately i read that i felt devastated i was like i'm a piece of shit i can't believe i would do that to her like i just made it into this yeah 
I feel like I'm an airhead. I'm an idiot. I'm an (laughs) idiot. Like she probably, maybe she's like going to start looking for other roommates. Like I just completely turned it into this catastrophe in my head. And then I was like, oh my God, that's, that's not what's happening. She's, she's, I I made a mistake and she's asking me to like rectify it. Right. And so I, I like hold on to that particular story. Like anytime there's something where I'm like, oh, I want want the dishes or I, I don't know, something, excuse me, um, I try to remember, like, no, she she tells me when she when when something bothers her, or when she wants something. Like, this is a safe r- person to like practice doing that too, right? Because um, people who I guess like, what is the fear? Like, I think for me, like, when I'm like, oh, I'm afraid to communicate the need because they're gonna abandon me, and they're gonna yeah. be like, it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah. Is that? Do you think that's what? What is your? Yeah, it's either like they'll they will literally leave. Yeah, or they will like close off from me. Like they don't respect me anymore. Mm-hmm. They think I'm not, which is also very much like related to like, okay, that just because that's the dysfunctional way, like maybe like parents behaved at some point. Yeah. Like your friends are not doing, like they don't do that. They never have. Like they ha- they haven't shown you a reason to like think and that they'll do did, that. And if they did, like that would mean they're a bad friend. Exactly. And like you shouldn't be friends with them exactly. really. So, but- yeah. But yeah, I find myself so conflict averse that I Me too. just become, I'm like, well, what if I just sort of erase myself? What if I just sort of have no needs and I just accommodate? It's not, it's not sustainable. Yeah. And I, I've been that way for years, honestly. It's a, yeah. it's a, like, that is a, I, I stayed, I stayed in despair <laughs> when I, when I, when I'm like that. But it's like, it's not a small thing to like, bring yourself out of that yeah because it just doesn't feel safe it doesn't feel safe to tell people like i actually need this and you're not meeting it yeah right because it feels like accusatory and it's like no but it's not and there's an art to communicating it too and especially like i have like it's sometimes it's just genuinely hard for me to speak eloquently Mm -hmm. um so and then that makes it way worse like so i'm communicating the need and like i'm like blubbering and it makes it seem like because like, there's a way to communicate your needs ch- chill, like chilly in a chill way where it's like, yeah, but then I I still find myself like I need to I need to like journal about it first. I need to like write. OK, wait, what are my needs? And like I want to figure out everything I want to say. I want to have like such an airtight argument so that no one can misinterpret me as like being yeah. aggressive. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's this idea like in communication and in, in relationships of like rupture and repair. Have you heard about this at all? No. That like in all relationships, there are moments of rupture. There are moments where it's like. I made a mistake or you made a mistake or I hurt you, you hurt me, like something something ruptures. Yeah. That is inevitable. It's like pain, right? The pain is inevitable. But what's what you can, what you do have control over is how you repair that relationship or like that particular rupture. So if we yes. have an argument because like I told you that we, we were going to this party and you showed up two hours late, whatever it is, right? Like in maybe in older, more toxic relationships, we'd have a fight about it and it would just like be this fight and like no one apologizes and it just sort of maybe tomorrow everyone will be in a better mood. <laughs> like, and then it, we don't actually resolve anything, but yeah, just yeah. it just hurts a little less because we're literally further away from it. 
but in so in, many of my conflicts ever uh, my entire childhood every conflict yes, was like that same yeah. no i apologize like no, no like no either i'm groveling and i'm i'm not the one who even really needs to be apologizing or it just fizzles yeah and then until the <laughs> next blow up and it's like it's just a profoundly unsafe emotionally state to live in like yeah. anything i say could like set someone off and like i it's it's so impossible to navigate. You don't have a real like relationship partner, either parent, sibling, because there's just friend. no accountability. Being, no accountability yeah, ever. So it's no just like always chaotic. Every conflict just feels like it's everyone screaming, and there's just no through line or like yes. narrative here at all. Yeah. Another great book that I recommend, and this is anyone listening. Um, it's called Nonviolent Communication, which is like kind of a really intense, <laughs> kind of really intense name, but it's. Whoa, it's 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 excellent. It's like wow. a it's like a life workbook. Like I just I, I'm like I'm th- referencing it like constant. I'm just it's been really, really like just actionable and like really not just like theories like no literally say this <laughs> say it this way it oh, won't that's feel, what i need it like, won't feel as hard to like say what you need if you can say it this way okay wow okay thank you it's a because i need help like setting boundaries i used to confuse like oh love is when you have no boundaries i used to think that too no yeah. that's not right <laughs> that's not what it is that's actually how you um kill love in fact (laughs) in fact it's the opposite yeah but yeah so right i'm trying to practice repairing when there is rupture and trying like as uncomfortable as as it is to like know that oh my god like rupture is inevitable like i i told like I, i started dating someone recently and i was like i'm so afraid to make you angry like i am terrified of the day that like are you gonna blow up like what's that gonna look like oh my what God. is gonna happen like i'm gonna like i'm gonna break like I- i'm so afraid of that and like we talked about it and he was like look like we spend a lot of time together like we're gonna get annoyed but like yeah getting annoyed doesn't mean like i hate you <laughs> it means i'm annoyed at this thing and then we talk about it and then it's and then we re- we've repaired it i'm the same way danielle yeah and that feels I'd, like he said that, and I was like, "Yeah, you say that now." <laughs> Meanwhile, like I, I, it's really hard to trust that because that's just not how it's been yeah. in my friendships. I'm not in close or intimate enough quarters with someone to like get into the kinds of like little fights or arguments. Like I'm able to like avoid conflict in a lot of my close relationships just because of like proximity. Yep. Um, and this is a going to be a venue where it's like, well, if you really want this closeness and this intimacy, I'm going to have to really like practice. Yeah. Yeah. Like the uncomfortable part. It's going to be Gross. really uncomfortable. I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> but you're doing really it uncomfortable. like, but you're going to, you should be really proud of yourself because you're going to get all these things that you, you've been probably longing for. I, I really yeah. hope so. I really hope so. But yeah. it's like. I'm trying to... Because you can't get that closeness that we all want that makes life worth living unless we have, like, these conflicts with people and, yeah. like, we have these uncomfortable moments with them also. Where you can, like, repair conflict. Yeah. Conflict doesn't have to mean war. <laughs> it doesn't have to mean, like, absolute... Just, like... just Yeah. It yeah. doesn't have to... It doesn't have to be Degrading damaging. also. Oh, yeah. my God. That also, anytime I'm like, did I fuck up? Like, I immediately feel so embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Like, Me too. I'm so stupid. I did, and it's, that is like so many years of just like, that was the status quo. And it's like, oh my God, it doesn't have to be like that. Yeah. 
that's amazing. I hope I get there. One I day. think I you <laughs> if you're you're reading Payma Children, like you're gonna you're gonna yeah. <laughs> you're already on your way. It's just like it you literally have to practice. Like there mm-hmm. have to be interactions that you have where you do the thing. I remember like I called my friend a few weeks ago and I was like, I said my wants and needs. Like I literally <laughs> like that, that that was news. That was huge news. <laughs> and I was like, I've never done that before. What can you do you wanna would you wanna share what your wants or needs were? Um, yeah, I, I wanted like, um, I like wanted to like hold, hold hands in public. I just kind of wanted to be more affectionate in public. I always wait for someone to initiate the physical, the physical contact. Yeah. And I was like, and I tried one time and was, it was not (laughs) accepted. And like, I was really glad that I've at least gotten like grown into myself into a place where I was like. I didn't take that particular rejection as like a complete rejection of me. I was able to understand like, oh, this is like we're probably we're probably just at different places with like what we're comfortable with in public. Like we'll talk about it. And and we did. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, it's sort of like a few weeks went by and I was like, no, I, th- I really do want, you know, I, I want to give someone a kiss goodbye in public or something. I'm not trying to like be gross PDA in front of all my friends, but it, there's a there's a medium between yeah, no contact. And, and that's you know. like important for you to have to feel love, love yeah. like in a relationship. Yeah. And I, I said I, I was like, look, I, I think I am ready for a relation, like a pretty committed relationship. That's that's where I'm at. You don't have to be ready for that. But like if you're not, I, I do need you to tell me because that is what wow, I want. Wow, Danielle. Oh, and I was like, I'm gonna this is this is the moment where I'm gonna lose I'm gonna lose it all. But then yeah. I was like, Well, what am I losing? Yeah, I didn't you really have, have to anything. Lose. That's the exactly. thing. Yeah. Oh my God. You should feel that's really amazing. That it, you're you're so brave. I I felt really brave. Yeah. But it's also like a credit to to the person I was talking to who was like who's not a toxic person. You know, yeah. who's like, yeah, you want affection. <laughs> like, that sounds normal. I, you know, I'm like, a f- I'm just afraid of being in relationships because I haven't been in a lot. But now that you say that, I want that too. Like, yeah, right. It's just a, it's an opportunity to like talk more and get to get to know each other more deeply. And but it, it felt like a huge risk. That's it was so it felt like such a huge risk. It was so uncomfortable. I was really afraid. But you did it. But you got to do it because then you would just like it. the pain of leaving thing like not advocating for yourself is like way worse than the pain of like rejection after having advocated for yourself. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. yeah. So you got to do it. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> do you. Are you do you feel caught in any toxic relationships still? Not necessarily romantic, but like I don't know, just are there mm. relationships that you still find are like tricky to navigate? I think yeah, dating is, has been so difficult for me because of like just some of the bad experiences I've had. Like I yeah, I mean every woman usually has had like yeah. so many like bad experiences, but yeah, I feel like dating is so difficult for me. I don't know why I'm trying to figure it out. But it's like every time, like maybe like the first two dates will be fine. And then I'm like fully in a fear response. Yeah. And like I'm like having a horrible time. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> it's actively horrible. Yeah, it's like I'm literally like so nervous the whole time, like yeah. not enjoying myself, not present. I'm sure I seem chill, but like on the inside, I'm like, yeah, I'm like I'm dying. Um, that also like that. um. What's the word like 
that incongruence, how you can like appear so fine mm-hmm. and on the inside it's like just on fire. Yeah. Like, that's so hard. And it's, it's so, hard so to hold stressful. In. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that keeps happening to me. I'm trying to figure that out. But mm-hmm. yeah. And then I guess like when you have had like traumatic experiences, then you think, like I've noticed when I date people, like I just like think that they're going to respond in a similar way to like, the person that or like the people that i've been with that were like yeah shitty or whatever like i just think that they're them yeah and they're not they're like completely different they might they're like nice people normal people not normal normal is not the right word but like no but like getting yourself out of that assumption mm -hmm. like i know where this is going or i know who you are already no i don't they all just become the enemy to me in my mind so then it's (laughs) like yeah so so weird that it's not working out (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. yeah like but I, I i feel you like yeah i totally feel you so that's kind of i don't really have any toxic relation i'm really lucky because like i have uh best friends that i've had since i was in middle school like wow. in one my best friend marcella wow. um shout <laughs> out <laughs> she um lives in new york and we've been best friends since i was in sixth grade and like that's <sighs> one of the most profound and like special relationships i have and i don't know what i would do without it what's a grounding force in my life yeah (laughs) what what's like what's the relationship like yeah um it's just tell me how much you love your friend yeah i mean it's just really nice to know someone for so long especially Mm. with like some of the issues i have like with social anxiety and like Mm -hmm. i struggle to connect with people or whatever so (laughs) (laughs) whatever Or I feel that way a lot of the time. So it's nice to have someone that I've known for so long that it's like we're just connected sort of. We can't really. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like just I feel very safe in our yeah. in our relationship. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like she's just somebody who like when I've like you, you need friends when you're going through like a really hard time to like remind you who you are because mm-hmm. you can like really like we talked about like losing your sense of self. Yep. Um. And then you can hang out with these people who have known you for like ever. And you're like, oh, right. This is who I am. And like, that's what she's been able to do for me so many times. So thank God. Yeah. I really, so many people don't have like these kinds of, it's really hard to have long lasting friendships. Yeah. And a lot of people don't have them. So I'm so grateful that I have a couple. Yeah. Do you have any friendships like that? I do. I want to give a big shout out to my friend Adele. Adele's like yeah, my Adele. external hard drive of all the traumatic things that have ha- that happened to me like before the age of 18. <laughs> like just from childhood up until then. She'll even now like I'll I'll be like, "Oh, my 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 dad said this thing to me and it annoyed me." And she was like, "Yeah, I mean, it's like that time he said this." And I'm like, yeah. "He said that?" And she's like, "You don't remember that?" <laughs> like, "No, I guess I blocked it out cuz it was traumatizing." Yeah. Um but yeah, I feel I feel very very safe with with Adele for, for yeah, just like even just by nature of that like shared history and like recognition. Oh, um, having a history is like yeah. can be so nice. I'm like I know all of your siblings personally. You mm-hmm. know, it's I know your parents. Like I just I know where you're from, and that's like very very strong. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Oh man, yeah. I want to be. I want to be a good friend and I want to like even when I'm just becoming friends with people even like hopefully we become we become yeah, friends but like yeah. I want to be I'm even noticing in this conversation like you you've given me a lot of space to talk and like I'm taking up a lot of space and I'm like no but I want to I want to hear what Jenna has to say <laughs> but like I also love the sound of my own voice so I'm just going to like blah, 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 you know just blah, yeah, well, blah. I love listening also 
Like you've talked about how you're like a really good listener in a couple episodes. And I'm like, yeah, um, you are. I also like that's really important to me is being a good listener. Yeah. I really like hearing people talk. So, yeah. Um, Does it? Yeah. But I feel like we've been pretty like even air yeah. time here. <laughs> so I don't yeah. Feel bad. Um, I I wanted to I wanted to talk to you a little bit about about comedy. And yeah, like yeah. What it what it is for you? Yeah. Um, how long have you been doing comedy? I started um in like middle of 2019. Okay. So like three ish years, something like that. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I started a little bit in 2019, like only like two months before the pandemic. Yeah. So I feel like I've been doing it more like two years. Um, yeah, I had a long height. It's like hard for me to know. It's like, okay, I started in, in September 2019, but then there was a pandemic in March 2020 and then I took a really long hiatus, but then I did some Zoom shows, but then I did, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't yeah. even, I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to, also I feel like there's different points where I, like I took it more seriously mm -hmm. than other points, yeah. like, so I don't know. But yeah, it's pretty important to me. Like I really, I work like I feel like it's a really big part of my life. Like it mm -hmm. literally takes up most of my time. So I guess I take it seriously. Is that is that did you like foresee that being something that would take up a lot of your time? Like growing up, was this, were you a comedy person? I feel, were you a performer? Like no, yeah, I was never did any kind of performance uh, stuff as a child. Which I'm so jealous of people who did stuff because I'm like that would be so nice. Because I struggled <laughs> with like horrible stage oh, yeah. for I, so long. that makes sense yeah um but i don't know how I, I mean i was a comedy fan not like an extreme one but i did i was like into stand-up and like sitcoms and stuff and then i went to nyu um and i studied like screenwriting mm. and then i was in a sketch group there cool so that was kind of my first foray into comedy yeah if foray is the right word yeah, yeah, sure. yeah okay i say that word all the time okay cool and then um yeah i started doing i don't know i think someone told me that i should do do stand up and i was like okay and then i tried it because they told me to <laughs> and then do you remember the first time you tried it yes i remember the first open my i went to was like called cherry bomb oh and it was at this i don't remember what the place was called but it was crazy. Like I was a pre-sign up, which it was kind of uncommon then yeah. in 2019. Yeah. Um Yeah. It went like okay. It didn't go poorly. Like it went okay. But mm -hmm. I remember feeling like so out of my body. It was yeah. it was nuts. Like I remember <laughs> waiting to go. I was like next and I was like fully shaking. I was like, I can't believe I'm about to go on stage and yeah. say this. Yeah. Like I printed out my jokes and I was reading them. Yeah. But you freaking did yeah. it. You mm -hmm. freaking did it. And then just been doing it ever since yeah <laughs> oh my god yeah do you feel like you are are you getting to know more of yourself by doing it um like what what motivates you to to write and perform stand-up i'm not one of these people who's like it's so brave to get up there but i also i'm sympathetic to that like yeah. that's not i don't do it because it feels brave i'm like i need to say this and i love when people listen to me but um but i also do feel like i'm like i'm just becoming more myself yeah but i'm just i wonder what it's like what it gives you i think i'm like someone who like really likes to walk like 
I guess for me, it's like just completely opposite of like what people would expect me to do as being mm. somebody who like was borderline mute in college. Like for me to be doing stand up like that, it was surprising, I think. But yeah. um, yeah. And like, I guess I like to walk into the fire a little bit like that. Like I always am like attracted to things that are going to be like extremely challenging and painful for me. <laughs> yeah, so interesting. <laughs> Sorry, I have a little cough that I've had for like a month. But That's okay. Um, yeah, so I think that's why I was like attracted to it at first because it was like the most, the hardest thing I could possibly do. Um, and I think it is really brave to do it, <laughs> but yeah, I think, did I answer the question? I feel yeah. like I had more to say on it, but now I'm You probably do have more to say. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember what I was going to say about it. Do you yeah. ever, do you ever interact with the audience? I've just started to be able to now, but for a long time it was like no close, yeah, closed off completely. Me too. <laughs> I think last night I was like the first time where I was like, okay, I'm gonna do crowd work, like I'm gonna do it. Like, how, how did it go? It went okay. Nice. It was fun. Yeah, I've just started like this year being able to like uh, go on stage saying like something off the cuff. Yeah, like for a while I couldn't do that. Like, yeah. At all. I don't even know. Can I do? I don't know. Yeah, there's there's so many little like, yeah, there's so many things that feel still so like, oh, I can't do that yet. But it's like probably I could. I just need to just tr yeah. rip the Band-Aid off. But it's really it's such a good feeling when you do it and you're like, wow, it wasn't. I, yeah. This was like completely the idea of doing that was like insurmountable like a year ago. So yeah. that's a yeah. cool feeling. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Um. This is so rude, Connor. I need to pee so bad. Um. I'm gonna take a very quick break. No, no. Go ahead. Take I'm your time. So sorry. Be right back. Hey, Connor. I just need to pee so bad. Yeah. All right. Good to go. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> no worries. Very sorry. Um. Yeah. We were talking about comedy, right? Yeah. Do you have any do you have any favorite comics you would recommend? Whether that's mm. just like people people in the scene who you know or I don't know, favorite artists? Um Yeah, I feel like I like all the like um like none of my wrecks are gonna be like people you haven't heard of, but um maybe. Uh like I really like Maria Bamford, as mm. we all do. Um who else? I don't know. Maria. I like, oh, Daniel Simonson. I don't know if you've seen him, but I, I saw him recently. So. He's really good. Just someone I've been thinking about recently. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. What about you? Um, Maria, yeah. do you have any? I love, I love Maria. Yeah. I love Maria Bamford. I love um, Zach Galifianakis. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um. Do you know Kate Berlant? Yeah. Kate Berlant, Reggie Watts, Rory Scovel. Yeah. Yeah, I saw Kate's show recently. Ooh, yeah, how it was, was it? I it didn't really see it good. yet. Is she still doing it? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, don't I'm know. not sure. I'll have to see. But yeah, how? I don't know. How was that experience? It was a good show. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's just, yeah, she's amazing. <laughs> I love her. I know. I She's just like so undeniable. Yeah, she really is. Ugh, that's what I want to be. That's yeah. what I want to be. 
I feel like there's a lot of stand-up that is deniable. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, okay, whatever. Yeah. Some of it is just like, okay, you're, this is another level. Like, I want to get there. Yeah. Oh, my God. What are your goals, I guess? Like, Yeah. Um, I want to keep doing this show. This is not stand-up, but I want to keep doing this. I love, I love getting to know, I mean, just people, but also like like pe- creative peers you know yeah um and i'd love to be a like a touring stand up comedian i don't i'm not i i, I like more i like seeing stand up in smaller like more intimate kind of venues yeah um you know sarah silverman one of her specials is in kind of like a small this like small little theater uh, club kind of environment and I'm like yeah, that I just want to be performing there and yeah. like places like that touring would be so cool like yeah. even just going on like a road trip to do shows mm-hmm. places yeah yeah I really want to do that um and yeah I I also just kind of want to be open to like other projects that I haven't even fathomed yet mm-hmm. Um, my, my friend Salma Hindi and I are trying to work on a project together, hopefully like to make a show together to hopefully bring to the, the Fringe Festival in Edinburgh, which sounds like crazy, but it's just like, okay, all my heroes did it. I gotta, I gotta do it. I guess. Why not now? Um, I'm trying to just like set bigger and bigger goals, I think. Yep. Yeah. What about you? Um... I don't know. Stand up, it's like the only thing I've stuck with long enough to like see mm. myself grow. And like, I don't know if I've never really had hobbies. I wouldn't call this a hobby, but like, just like anything that I've stuck with long enough to like see myself improve. Yeah. So, like, that's it's been cool to, it's really cool to see yourself get better at something I've literally never experienced that before. Wow. <laughs> wow. I don't know if you can relate to that or like if you've done like sports or anything where you like were able to get better. I wasn't really a sport person, but I, I've, I've been a hobby person forever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but the growth in, I feel like I've been really attuned to like, okay, I, I really want to track this growth and understand it and yeah. like have some agency in it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I do feel that with stand-up for sure. And growth is like addicting. Like it's really, Ooh, yeah. yeah. Um, Ooh, yeah. So that's cool. I guess just trying to just get, keep getting better is mostly my goal. I don't mm-hmm. know. But um, yeah, yeah, I think my friend Lee described, I think she was like, I want to be like an undeniably great stand-up comic. And I'm like, same yeah same so hard takes so long really really difficult (laughs) oh my god yeah i find the i find the social part of comedy kind of hard yeah (laughs) and by kind of i mean like really hard (laughs) um yeah and i i i want to have like less less anxiety around that and you know working on it and like we're we're on our way. Yeah. But it gets easier. It's really hard, but it gets easier the longer I feel like you're just in the scene. Yeah, for sure. Like it's gone. It's still really taxing, but it's like, I don't know. It's easier now that people just know who you are kind of just from yeah. being around. Yeah. Yeah. There's like truth to the like, 
it's just whoever whoever keeps showing up. Yeah, literally. I'm like, well, okay, I can do that. Yeah, I can show up and not speak really, <laughs> but I can show up. <laughs> I can be present and be yeah. completely mute. I mean, no one said I had to talk. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Mm. Are you planning on? Are Are you going home? Anytime soon to Florida? Yeah, I'm going for like the holidays Ooh. for a little bit, but just Are you like feeling... three days. Oh, just three days. Yeah. Okay. It's only at one day off of work. But... Yeah. Who is this boss guy? Uh, this... Yeah. I mean, he, well, I guess it's just because Christmas falls on the weekend. So we just oh, get like boo. the 26th off. Yeah. So it's just that's why. Um, Are you excited yeah. about going back home? Uh, I mean, I guess I haven't seen my parents in a while, but you don't you don't have to be excited. <laughs> yeah, not really, That's, but I, no. a little bit, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I'm never. Are you um, going? Do you like? Are you going to go home? Tonight's the first night of Hanukkah. I'm going to have dinner with my mom who recently moved to the Upper West Side. Oh, nice. Um, so I'll see her. But I don't I don't like going back to my hometown. I I don't feel good there. Yeah. That was kind of like where all the bad stuff happened. Um, and it's hard to, I just like find myself, like I, I feel myself like in a different, just in a more, a more stressed and more anxious state when I'm there. I know. Seeing all those familiar landmarks. It's like very, it's physically uncomfortable. Yeah. Which makes you, me feel extra, but it's like, no, that I'm just, that's what it is. Yeah. I don't think that's extra at all. Like, are, yeah, are you happy that she moved to the Upper West Side? Yeah, I... Because now you don't have to go back to New Jersey? Or I don't have to go back there? to New Jersey. Like, some some of my friends are like, I mean, uh-oh, like, she's closer. Is that... And I'm like, no, she's still... <laughs> she would still have to take a train or drive to see me. Yeah. Um, and she, like, calls Brooklyn, like, another country. She's like, I mean, I want to come visit you, but I, I, have to re I have to see if my passport is expired. And I'm like, get a new bit. Like, please get a new bit. <laughs> um but I'm glad that I'll be like a train ride away because I can like show up and then I can go home very, yeah. very easily. Um, and my mom is someone who likes to like she loves to go see shows. She loves going to see concerts and theater and comedy sort of. Um, Wait, has your mom seen you do stand up? She just saw me two weeks ago for the first time. Oh, my God. Yeah. My parents have never seen me. Do they know that you do stand up? They do. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't for a little bit. Now yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. how was it? Um, it was good. I'm glad I like, you know, waited a while till I felt like I'm going to get like, I can, I, I feel confident about this. Um, but I did like one of these like exploitative bringer shows at, um, oh, the at, industry room I did at Westside comedy club. Okay. Um, yeah, not, I, I, I did it kind of impulsively and I should have, I feel that though, like bringing someone to an indie show, it's like you really don't know what you like. You, I mean, yeah, you yeah, just don't know. I'm just what like, the turnout's oh, gonna be like this is gonna, it's gonna at least look like a comedy club. Yeah, it was a really small audience, and there were, I thought bringer shows were big, but this was like an audience of like 20 people, like four comics. And I was oh. like, this is, I feel like they put this together, they threw this together like in two seconds. It felt like. And two of the two of the comics weren't even like didn't bring in didn't bring people. They were like more 
I want to say more established comics. I did not laugh a single time, but um, <laughs> that's just personal taste. Wow, damn. Um, I thought there would be like, yeah, I thought there would be more security with bringer shows. I know. Yeah. That's why I that's was, I was like, did. oh, yeah, mama, yeah, come bring bring your friends. So she brought two of her friends and it's just like this table of ladies in their 50s. Like, wow. And every single comic like picked on that table, on their table. And I saw my mom and one of her friends, like they literally went into fight or flight every time someone was like, so you guys, they were just like, <laughs> and then their friend, one of their friends is like from the city and so she can like deal with people she can like talk back and whatever so it was fine but um yeah yeah I got on yeah I did I did my set I did I started in like a French accent and I saw my mom's face like what the fuck is going on oh <laughs> what is she God. doing um and yeah it was nice to like uh, it was nice to kind of show her like oh look see because <laughs> she'll always be like if I ever tell her I had a show, she'll be like, oh, that's so nice. Did the people laugh? It's always asking me, like, d basically, like, did you do the job? Like, were you competent? <laughs> and so it was nice to be able to perform and to show her that show yeah. her I can I can do it. Oh, I'm so afraid my parents will. F I'll finally let my parents come and it'll be like a horrible show. And I bomb like that's and then. <laughs> I know, I know. That's <laughs> that would just be so horrible. Oh my yeah, <laughs> I I mentioned that I co-host a show in Williamsburg every, like a, a couple times a month, and my mom was like, "Ooh, me and my friend Alana want to come to that one." I was like, "You don't. You really don't. Oh, really? Like you do not want to come to Easy Lover and sit on these uncomfortable chairs in this like bar with it. Just it's not for it's." come to the comedy club where okay. there's like servers and it's dark and I don't know it just feels I'm like I need yeah. it to be more of a like um a little bit more of a pretentious environment for family mm -hmm. I get that they're, they're not like trying to hang you know yeah um, right and but I like indie shows for easy that lever can be like uh like the, the acoustics in there can make it seem like People are laughing really. That's a lot. true. Yeah, so that, kind of that is true. That is true. Um, yeah, but that makes sense. I don't even. I don't know when my. I'll let my parents see it. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, good that you took that. Took the plunge on that. Yeah, I'm glad it went well. Me too. Yeah, I was like, great. Now I'll. You can come see me again in four years. <laughs> Yeah, and I'll just stay, stay for off for a while. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it would be cool if I could. I don't know how I don't know how people start getting booked in the like on the Upper West Side clubs, but like my mom's going to now live like a block away from them. So I'm like, I mean, that would be so cool. Yeah. You could do spots there. I could do spots. Yeah. If anyone's listening, they're not. But um, <laughs> that would be so cool. <laughs> yeah. And I'm also I, interested. So. <laughs> yeah. I feel so not savvy and so like ignorant about like just like the how it all works like, i know but i guess with time that will yeah i will learn more i don't yeah. know i guess like when we get more like i feel like i'll, I'll be better about like seeking out opportunities when i have more faith in myself as a performer <laughs> yeah. like i'm just trying yeah. to like build up that first. oh my god i feel like it's i Right, I used to come to your mic, and then I didn't see you for a while, and then I saw you, I don't know, at some point in the last few months, and I was just, like, blown away. Oh, that's It so was nice. just awesome. <laughs> I was just like, oh, my God, look at everyone blossoming. This is, oh, this is fantastic. I felt similarly about Audrey, I, like, when she, when she came to do um, the show that I host with Momo, I was just like, oh, 
Yes. Look at Audrey freaking crushing in front of all these dudes, you know? It was just so great. It was so, I was like, look at her. Look at this beautiful flower just blooming in my presence. I love this. Well, well, I've always been a huge fan of your stuff, always. That's insane. It's the first time I saw you. so crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) That, like, feels so good and is also like, how is that real? (laughs) Yeah. How is that real? compliments are really weird they're so weird they're so hard i don't i don't like them yeah. i also yeah it's so funny the other the show the too many hosts mike i used to feel so like just so not cool like when i was like you know co- going to those for the first time so it was, did like, i like uh, <laughs> like and i was i was like oh jen like there's so much mystique like she's quiet but she's like <laughs> one of these hosts like who no. are they and like how did they do this and how is this i like couldn't it's crazy because we were all noobs like i had barely done stand up it's when we so started funny online. like it's so and you, funny yeah i barely so and i had horrible stage fright and i was like and here i am projecting all this stuff like uh this posse <laughs> they're just like too cool like they don't even need they're just like a group of friends they don't even need us they don't need me there's like a whole line of people trying to sign up for this That's i was just, like i can't push i'm not pushy i will not push people i'm not gonna get on this i'm not gonna get on this list that was a crazy time it was just because there were so now there's so many mics but yeah. that was just the time when there weren't that many mics yeah that was crazy. I really wish that that period of time was happening now because I would just I'm much more equipped to handle yeah, it. Like, right, right. That was like really like right as the pandemic was like chill Chilling. again. Um, yeah, and like I hadn't done stand up at all really. Like that was those are where our golden years, I guess. But, yeah. Um. Yeah. Do you do you host? You host a mic. Do you ever host? Are there any shows that you do you like hosting shows? I like never hosting. Um, I don't know if I like it. I, I randomly, yeah, I do it with this mic, too many hosts, and then I also host my own mic. What um, What is that? And where is that? And when? It's every other Tuesday at Casa Maya. It's called This Is Jenna's Mic. Yeah, um, it's a chill mic. That's Great, what I call it. Um, yeah, I guess I don't know if I like hosting, but I feel like it's good to. It's pretty challenging to do. Yeah. Um. I don't know, hosting a show, I've never hosted a show besides the Too Many Hosts one, but we're all hosting it, so. Yeah. Hosting a show sounds really, like, hard and, like, a lot yeah. of pressure. I just told Momo, I was like, we got to, like, review the, t- we got to review the last couple tapes of our, you know, host sets and, like, yeah. I want to talk about it and, like, what was working, what wasn't, because I, I really do want to get better at it. It's hard. Yeah. They're, like, it's really hard. And I also feel like people, because you're the host, like, people automatically don't want to listen to you as much <laughs> yeah. as the other <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Yep. They're like, oh, she's just doing the admin. Yeah. Get yeah. her off. Get her off the stage. So it's kind of, I feel like it's harder to kill as a host. Like at my mic, yes. at my own mic when I'm hosting it, especially in the beginning, I was like, okay, I would go first. So I'd just be bombing at my own mic every time. <laughs> and I'm like, what am I doing this for? But it doesn't really happen that much anymore. Um, yeah. But. I feel like that's also you learn a lot from that too. Oh I don't know. Just, no, it's it's a muscle that I just I really want to exercise. I'm like, okay, this isn't gonna just present itself. Like I need to I yeah. need to practice it. It's not gonna be fun at first. Like there's just no way because I don't I don't know how to do it yet. Yeah. Do you and Momo like 
Do you guys like banter at the top? We have. Okay. Um, and I never know how it's going. I'm always like, is this good? Like Momo seems really uncomfortable on stage because he's <laughs> he he likes when there's more of like a separation between the audience and the and the the stage. And I think it feels a little too intimate for him. Um, oh, okay. And I'm like, oh, I love this. Let's sit. Let's stand in the audience <laughs> like that. That is my shit. Um, but a couple of people have like given me given us really good feedback. Like the last two shows, they were like, oh, my god like was that pre-written that was so good and i was like are you psycho like that was good i that whole time i was like do people want us to leave probably so that was like a very big disconnect so i want to watch it and like figure i want to figure it out more yeah feel more in control less like a crapshoot that's the thing with comedy is like sometimes you're like <sighs> i have you think like you know what's happening because people are reacting to it in real time but you still can like you just don't have a grip on what you actually just don't happened. know. Yeah. It's really it's, it's like, so weird. You can't. It's like it's hard to trust the reality. Yeah, it's really hard. Especially if you have low self esteem, then it's like oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. It's like, <laughs> especially, but yeah, you'll have to come do that show if you want. Yeah, I mean, anytime. Um, um, I want to come see it. Also, just really, oh, great. I've been meaning to go see it. I, I was supposed to go to Audrey's, but then I couldn't go that day. Yeah. Um, but I think so our last show of the year is this Wednesday. I hope I'm not at a birth. I mean, you know, I love births, but I hope I get to do this one. Um, yeah, really good. Some really good comments. Some of my favorite performers. I'm really excited for this okay, one. Yay. I think um, I'm going to be there. Yeah, I'll cool, be there. Cool, 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 cool. Like, yeah. no, you know, no pressure. But um, we are, we're coming toward the end of the conversation. But I'm, I don't know. I'm curious if there's anything you, like, I don't know, for anyone who's listening to this who maybe doesn't know you so well or thinks they do, is there anything, I don't know, about yourself you wanted to to share like that I didn't get to ask you about? Ooh. Hmm. I don't know. I feel like I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah. I feel like this was a good summary of we really delved into a lot of the issues. Yeah. <laughs> I, hope that, I hope it felt okay. No, yeah, I did. It felt great. Okay, good. Yeah. I feel good about what we the subjects we talked about. Um good. Yeah, I don't know. It's, my, it's so. my favorite. It's like this was yeah, this is like yeah. ideal conversation. I'm trying to go through like so obsessive thoughts. <laughs> okay, so obsessive thoughts, <laughs> inadequacy, anxiety, rejection. Being mute. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I think we covered all my bases. Okay, yeah. great. <laughs> That's everything you want everyone to know. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. That's amazing. So where can um, where can people find you? Um, uh, I'm on Instagram. Uh, that's really all I'm on. Okay, uh, great. So it's Jenna who, W-H-O-11 um, on Instagram. And then my name is Jenna Tolls. But my name is, like, because it sounds like genitals. <laughs> but my name is I Jenna Sheridan. I was, like, looking at that this morning. <laughs> and I was like, Jenna Tolls. I bet there's something behind that. I'm just so bad at wordplay. It's yeah. like it's right in front of me. And I'm like, genitals. I wonder what that's about. No, that one's like subtle. A lot of people don't get it. Like one time someone like I was like on a show and they wrote genitals on the poster. Oh. Yeah. And I just didn't say anything. And they introduced me as genitals. Wow, 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 wow. That's incredible. That's incredible. Yeah. Okay. Jenna Who Eleven. Yes. That's you. Great. The people will find you. This will probably come out in in a few weeks from now. Cool. Follow um, for follow. Yeah. Let's follow back. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much for thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you for having it. me, Danielle. And for this was so fun. Yeah. All right, Connor. 